Awesome. I love that video. Is it good? I I wanted to dress up and go do that just because I think that would be a blast, but I'm an extrovert, so it would be good for me. Uh, My name is Robert Bradford. I'm a teaching pastor here at the Grove, and um, hey, a chair. Awesome. So we are in the middle of a series. Um, Actually, this is part three of a series uh, called Living the Best Life Possible, and uh, we are, I'm sorry, we, we are living, uh, sorry, excuse me. We're in part three of this series, The Best Life Possible, and basically that's about following the one who made life in the first place. We get one chance at this life, so why not live the best life possible? Um, we get that encouragement from Jesus in John 10.10. 10. He says, Um, I've come that you would have life and have it to the full. And in the message, it says it this way. I came so so that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life, so that better life than they ever dreamed of. And Jesus tells us how to live the best life possible by following the Shema prayer, which we talked about in week one. Um, It's found in Mark 12. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second command is this, that you love your neighbor as yourself. So in week one, we talked about this, and we talked about it from the point of see. We need to see how God sees. And if we can see how God sees, then we can do what God would, would have us do. In, the, in week two, we talked about um, hear, right? Hear, O Israel. Hearing requires relationship, right? It's a, it's a relationship term to hear. And Eric talked about how he doesn't listen to sincerity very well, but he's working on it. Remember that? So, so hear requires proximity, right? Is he doing better? I just need to check. He's doing better this week? Okay, okay. She's still pregnant, by the way. We're just any day now. We're all hoping. Okay. So that was week two. We talked about that. Um, his lead, um, oh, I'm sorry, so this week we're going to talk about do, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you guys, um, I apologize, I'm a little nervous, I get a sore throat, I'm really tired, and I'm afraid I'm going to forget everything, um, so I, I uh, apologize for that, um, but it, I'm going to challenge you. So what I ask from you is this, this one thing is that that after after I'm done, that you go home, you know, pull out your Bible, you know, and turn to the passage, you know, and and read it for yourself. Okay, read it for yourself, um, because this will challenge some of you. Um, some of you, you know, maybe you're not a Christian. You're here. You're not a Christian. You're gonna get, you're gonna say, "Wow, it's about time somebody said that." It's gonna be like that. Okay, so I want to encourage you, but but we're going to start with some word association first. Um, so, do I have my slides? All right. So, what what is a Canadian? Does everybody, everybody know what a Canadian is, right? You with that? Okay. What is uh, German? Everybody got that? Okay, something from Germany. Good. How a comedian? Hey, okay. so, so you guys are good. You're getting this. Okay, what about this one? 
Dallas Cowboys, right? Somebody with uh, five convictions and two arrests, or five arrests and two convictions, something like that. You guys that? <laughs> Is that bad? Must be because I'm a 49er fan. <laughs> so how about, how about this term? Do you know if we take 10, if we group you into groups of 10, um, we try to get a, defin- a definition of this term, um, we'd have at li- a minimum five different answers. Some of you would argue, some of you would leave the conversation because you just are so upset because of the definitions that are being stated in your group. Um, Christian is, is a challenging term, and the reason is, is because... Um, You're ready, right? It's only used three times in the New Testament. So, you know, some of you would say, well, it's somebody who, who goes to church every Sunday. Someone who's born into a Christian family. Or someone who uh, believes that Jesus died and rose again. Or has this set of beliefs. You might, you might even produce a, a list of beliefs. This is what a Christian is. Um, some of you might say, well, I think they don't they celebrate Christmas and Easter. They do stuff like that. Um, some of you may have a, a much negative, more negative view of it, um, that, that Christians are judgmental, homophobic moralists who think that they're the only ones going to heaven and secretly relish that everyone is going to hell. Oh, that's Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> that's Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> right. Okay, but I've heard this, and I bet if we went down to the plaza and asked people what a Christian was, they, they, they would give this answer. This is why some of us, when we're asked if we're a Christian, we, we want to say, well, can I qualify that? Because I'm not that. I'm not that. Um, I'm, I'm this kind of Christian. Right? And the problem is, is that it's, it's not... It's not um, it's only used three times in the, in the New Testament. So this is the good news, okay? None of what we've said so far, none of what we've said so far um, is, a, is a definition for the term of Christian. Um, the bad news is that it's possible that everything you've thought about Christian and what it means is, is wrong. So let's... Let's take a look, because if we're going to do, because that's this week, and the best life possible is do. If we're going to do the best life possible, um, we need to understand what it is we're supposed to be doing, right? So, Christian, the word Christian um, is only, it's hard to define, right? It's only used three times in the New Testament. In fact, this is, you're going to love this, okay? It is used by outsiders. The people who followed Jesus didn't call themselves Christians. Um, Tacitus, he was a Roman historian, uh, Cornelius Tacitus in the Roman annuals wrote this. He's talking about Nero. Do you remember when uh, Nero set Rome on fire? He like wanted a new city and decided to burn the old one down. And then he, he... got in trouble, so then he blamed the Christians. Do you know how you knew that? It's because of Tacitus. And, that, and, and he wrote this. He said, consequently, to get rid of the report, so the report is 
um, that Nero burned the city down himself, Nero fastened a guilt and, and inflicted the most exquisite, that's a, not a good term, right, punishments on a class hated for their disgraceful acts called Christians by who? The populace. So Christian is a term that was used by the populace. And if you want to look up the verses, I'll just give them to you real quick. Acts 11.26. Acts 26.28. And 1 Peter 4.6. And I'll just read 1 Peter because it's short. He said, however, if you suffer as a Christian, this derogatory term, he says, do not be ashamed. Do not be ashamed. It was a dry, it's kind of like geek was in the 70s, right? So, right, now it's a business, you know, they, they come and, and they say, yeah, I get paid $60 an hour to help you, you know, push the power button, right? You know, and that's kind of how that goes, right? Geek is, geek is, in the 70s, right, it was the glasses, the pin with the ink running down, and it, it was not good. If you were a geek, it was bad, and there are more derogatory terms that, that I could use to help you understand, but then all of you would leave. Uh, if I mention those, but, but basically that's kind of what happened, right? It was this derogatory term used by people outside of the church um, to describe the people following Christ because they actually thought that Christ was Jesus' last name. It's not, it's the title, right? He's the Messiah. He's, it's like Mary Christ, Joseph Christ, Jesus Christ. That's not what it is, and that's why they, that's why they went with Christian. Um, but, you know, later uh, it became good, like geek became good, deadhead became good, they wear t-shirts and all that, now we have shirts for us, for Christian, the same concept. Um, so take a look at those verses. But the fact of the matter is that um, the Jesus followers called themselves something very, very different. It's a, it's a much more terrifying term. Um, <laughs> It's, I'm serious, it's a disturbing term. It's not something that we would want to have people necessarily call us if we're uncomfortable with the whole concept. And um, this, is, this is, the fact is, it's a much more convicting term than Christian. And, and one of the reasons you, you can't find five people to um, Define Christianity the same way. One of the reasons there are so many facets of Christianity, one of the reasons there are so many spin-offs and cults calling themselves Christian, um, one of the reasons that, that we can't, um, we have so many denominations, we can't seem to agree, one of the reasons, one of the reasons you can find Christians on both sides of every issue Think about it. Both sides, if legal, civil, academic, business ethics, it doesn't matter. You can find Christians on both sides of the issues. And one of the reasons is because Christianity is never defined in the New Testament. It's never defined. The reality is that you can be a Christian and do just about anything you want. And no, no one can come up to you and say, hey, hey, here, right here in the scripture it says Christians don't do that. Or right here it says Christians should be doing this. It doesn't say that. And that's because the New Testament church, the people following Jesus, 
um, used a very different term, which is very, very, very consistently used throughout the New Testament. And that term is this, disciple. Right? It's a little uncomfortable uh, because disciple is, you're, you're in a subset now, right? Christian, you can believe whatever and do whatever, but disciple is very clearly defined. Disciple is somebody who, who does, right? So the reason it's a terrifying term and should disturb you is because it's so clearly defined. You can hide behind Christian all day long. You can, you can go to war in the name of Christianity. You can do all kinds of things in the name of Christianity. But disciple, it's clearly defined in the New Testament. Right? Christian is vague. But disciple, you, you can't dodge the word. You're in a subset now. Right? What you're all hoping right now, or some of you anyways, is that we're going to stop calling ourselves Christians here at the Grove and, and we're all going to go with disciple. I'm a disciple, right? It becomes uncomfortable, right? Because we know what that means, right? If, if, I mean, because this is how it works, right? I'm a disciple and I, I'm working with Jesus. He's my rabbi, right? So, Jesus, I, I need some direction on this. Um, what do you think I should do? Oh, okay, I'll do that. Lord, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm struggling with this person over here. I'm not sure how to handle it. What do you think I should do? Oh, okay, I'll do that. Before I hear the answer, before I understand what direction he's going to give me, my answer is yes. As a disciple, my answer is yes. Yes, yes, before I hear it. Because that's what a disciple is. A disciple is a, a follower, a, a pupil, apprentice, learner, adherent. Adherent. That's what a disciple is. It's different than Christian, isn't it? Now, you, can't, you can't really dodge the word. So if you want to take a look at Acts 9.26 when you get home. You'll see there, um, Paul, I didn't, I didn't put this slide up, but basically Paul is, is um, he's just become, he, he, Paul, maybe you don't know, Paul was the guy, he was actually called Saul, and uh, he was one of the religious leaders of, of Israel and the Jews and that, and he killed a bunch of Christians, he was after them, and then he had an encounter with God. Uh, and God really rocked his world. And he, at that point, uh, realized that he was crucifying the wrong persons, the wrong people. Um, and so he, he got his life turned around. But no, none of the Christians, you know, wanted to have him around. So that's kind of where this verse is. Um, and uh, it says this, when he, being Paul, came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples. He tried to join the disciples so not, not the 12 disciples, the disciples, all of them. He tried to join, but they were afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple, right? That's the term. So the point is, so far is that we can hide behind the word Christian. I have. 
I have. We can hide behind the word Christian. But if you look at the New Testament and ask yourself, what were these people about and how did they describe themselves? You'll see that they referred themselves to each other and to each other as disciples. Isn't this great? Are you glad you came to church today? <laughs> so let's so let's look at, at how this applies to the best life possible. Okay? I want to take you to a moment in time when Jesus was going to share with his disciples the bottom line. Now, if you're older, uh, like me, you know, you have older kids, you've experienced this time. It, it's that... It's that time where, you, you know, your daughter's leaving to go to college. This was my experience, you know, and, I, and so she's, I dropped her off. I mean, we're standing in front of the dorms. There's all these people that I'm thinking, this is bad. Why am I leaving you here? This is the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. So, so I want to communicate to her because she, my children are dear to me. You know, and I fear for my daughters and all that, like a good, you know, dad should and and everything. And um, so I'm thinking, okay, you know, here are the three things I got to tell you. Well, your mom said there were four. So here are the five things I you can't. Okay, six things. Don't you need to get this? Okay, you don't please. So that's where Jesus is. That's where Jesus is with his followers. He's about to leave, and he's, he's got them all together, and he's, he's ready, and he, he's ready to give them. And he wants to, he wants to give them the one thing. You know, this is the one thing. And it, I'm telling you, if, if we had got this one thing right, if we had got this one thing right, you know, there may not have been a First World War. There may not have been a second. Probably not. There wouldn't have been a civil war in this country. There wouldn't have. There would have been no need for a civil rights movement if the Christians, the Christian community, the disciples, had got this one thing, this one thing right. So Jesus pulls those guys together, and this is what he says. He says, "Oh, I forgot to ask you: Are we disciples? Are we?" I mean, or are we just are we just Christians? Are we disciples, or are we Christians? Right? That's a good question. Let's go to the verse. So Jesus says this. He says, "My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. You will look for me, and just as I told you, just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I'm going, you cannot come." Okay, so at this point, Peter perks up, right? He's like, what do you mean you're going somewhere and we can't go? We're disciples. You know, is Andrew going? If Andrew gets to go, I, I'm going. You know, we're, I, I, I want to be with you. I wanna, we're disciples. What do you mean? And then Jesus says this. He says, a new command I give you. Okay. John's like looking at it going, love one another. That's not new. Right? The word new here could be um, strange or different, um, unusual, odd, not thought of before. Probably not that because 
He certainly said that when he was talking about the Shema prayer, love your neighbor as yourself. Impractical, that might be true. It's not really new. John's like, that's not new. Then Jesus adds this. He says, as I have loved, in the yellow there, it's loved, you, so you must love one another. As I have loved you. Typically, when we look at this verse, if you've been in church forever, this is not new. And most of us think of it in terms of, uh, he died on the cross for me, so uh, I got to die for everybody else. But I want you to think about the fact that Jesus is telling his current disciples with him at this last meal that they had. He has not gone to the cross yet. He's saying, as I've loved you. So, I mean, let's go around the room, right? So Matthew's right there, right? Jesus could easily, Matthew, remember when I met you, right? Do you remember what you were doing, Matthew? Matthew's hanging his head. He's, yeah, I was, I was a tax collector. Yeah, you were a tax collector. Right? You betrayed us. You're a traitor, Matthew. You were a traitor. You remember how I treated you, Matthew? Yeah, yeah, you love me. He said, come follow me. Yeah, I did. I loved you. Right? Nathaniel, do you remember when I met you? Right? I hadn't even got there yet. Your brother ran up. He's an eyewitness right here. He ran up and said, hey, I've met the Messiah from Nazareth. And what did you say? Can anything good come from Nazareth? Nathaniel, you dissed my whole family. Right? And how did I treat you, Nathaniel? How did I treat you? You, you said, come follow me. You love me. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys remember when I did the sermon where I was talking about eat my flesh and drink my blood and y'all thought I was doing a vampire zombie acoplics or something acoplics uh whatever <laughs> that word what is it apocalypse yeah. <laughs> uh, your brother's gonna listen to this you know I know I'm just excited about that so uh um do you remember how that was and everybody wanted to leave you guys remember that? You guys wanted to disappear in the crowd. You wanted to betray me, walk away, because you didn't understand what I was saying. Do you remember that, guys? Do you remember how I treated you? How I forgave you? How I loved you? Yeah. That's what I want. I want you guys to love each other like that. I want you to create a community of people who love each other. I want it to be so so miraculous, so intense, and so consistent in this love for each other that, that you will draw people. They, they may be on the outside and they're saying, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure I want to be one of you, but look at how they love. I'm not sure, I, I'm not sure I want to be one, but look at how the wives love their husbands. Look at how the husband loves their wives. Man, I hope my daughter finds a man that will love her like that guy loves his wife. Look at how they love. Right? Look at how they handle their money. I, I'm not sure I want to be one, but, you know, I, I just, wow, look at, and, you know, I'm not sure I want to be one, but I might not want to work for one. I might want to hire one because, you know, look at how he's telling his boss he screwed up. He's not going to find it. He's not trying to hide it. He's being honest. I mean, look at, look at how they love. Right? That's what Jesus is pushing for. 
He's saying, and he says this next, right? By this, by this, by this one thing, this last thing that I need to communicate to you guys, this one thing, by this one thing, everyone will know that you are my Christians, disciples, right? Because we've come and said, oh, you want us to love each other? Oh, how? Oh, like that? Okay, I'll do that, right? By this, everyone will know that you are disciples. And just in case they missed it, if you love one another. Yeah, isn't it? You know, I, I mean, just a side note, I struggle sometimes being a Christian, being known as a Christian. I really feel like sometimes I want to qualify it. Because I, I, you know, especially in Santa Fe, you know, and I, I have people at work, you know, and they're difficult. And, uh, you know, sometimes I really, sometimes I feel like I'm the only sane person in my, in my world. Right. Does anybody feel I'm the only balanced person? The rest of these people are idiots. You know, this guy's a train wreck. This person, I, you know, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. You know, and so, so this is the best part of this passage. Okay, Peter stands up or whatever and says, he says this. Lord, where are you going? <laughs> Jesus has just delivered his one thing. I mean, he would be like me when I'm telling my daughter, don't forget this. And she says, Oh, what time did you say you were leaving? I mean, it's just, where, Lord, where are you going? And it's, you know, Jesus is like, ah, oh, you, ah. You know, it's just, you know I, I'm going where you go. I'm a disciple. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with you. I want to be with you, Peter's saying. You know, I want to die for you. Right? Some of you will remember, excuse me, a little further down in this passage, uh, Jesus says basically, you know, and not in the not too distant future, Peter, a middle school girl is going to intimidate you into denying you even know me. Right? So, Peter's fired up. Basically, this is the thing. Jesus is saying, you know what, Peter? I, I don't want you to, to go where I'm going. I don't want you to die for me. I want you to do something way, way harder than that. Way harder than that. See all these guys right here? I want you to love them like I've loved you. Way harder. It's harder, right? To die for some, truthfully, to die for some, it really takes a moment, a moment of courage. Right? Pull them out in front of the bus, bam, you're dead. I mean, really. How hard is that? (laughs) Right? Trust me. Hey, I have a mother-in-law. Okay, I've been married for 25 years. I'd rather get hit by a bus than be put in a position of having to love her all the time. Right? (laughs) Okay, was that too honest? All right, I'm sorry. That wasn't very Christian of me. I'll I'll try not to. (laughs) I'm just kidding. My mother-in-law and I have a good relationship most of the time. Right, right. So that's what Jesus says, you know. 
Create that community, Peter. I want you to, I want you to do it in such a way that, that people want to, want to know, right? I may not want to become one, but. So this, this is kind of where we are, just as, as a wrap up. Um, I don't know how much history you know, but right around 300 AD, um, Rome, Constantine declared Christianity the religion of the empire. Right? So how did that happen? How did that happen? That there were no shields, no swords. They didn't go to battle. They didn't win some kind of major war banners. You know, that weird horn, you know, horn thing. They, nothing, nothing like that. How did it happen? They were disciples. They were disciples. And they got this one thing, this one teaching right. They loved one another. Right? And, and when, when we as disciples leverage love, people are drawn. We draw people. The problem in 380 is that we came into power. And then we started leveraging something other than love. And really, it went kind of south from there, in a way. So my challenge to you today, my, my encouragement is, I mean, if, if you're, as a Christian, if you're here and you, you would call yourself a Christian, even if you want to qualify it or not, uh, I want to challenge you to consider to not just be about what you believe, that you believe Jesus died, but that you actually choose to be a disciple. Because being a disciple is, is it's believing some things, right? Because Jesus taught some things you've got to believe, your faith, all that. But it's about doing. Okay, you want me to do that? Okay, I'll do that. Right? You want me to love Gerald? Okay, I'll do it. Okay? Right? It's like that. So my challenge, my homework for you, if you're in that category... You want, you want to make the decision. I, you know, I, I need to, to decide to move from Christian to disciple. I want you to try it this week. Okay? And I understand, right? Everybody in your life, they may be, you know, idiots and all that. Okay? Choose. Choose. Decide to love like Jesus loved you. And when you're struggling, you need to remember how he loved you. Because that's how he wants you to love them. Okay, this week, just try for a week. Okay, and, and, and don't, don't, you know, don't come back to me next week. You know, I love my wife, like you said, and bam, she's a new woman. Okay, this is not, this is not a means to an end. Jesus, Jesus didn't say, if you, if you love one another, then it'll all be good. Okay, Jesus was crucified. Okay, so it didn't, it doesn't always work out. Okay, so it's not a means to an end. Okay, but it is living the best life possible because you're leveraging love. You're leveraging love. Um, yeah. So if you're not a Christian, you know, I, I understand if I had grown up in your world, you know, whatever church met, whatever Christians you met and all that, I would I, I, I am sure that I would feel the same way you do. In fact, I grew up, grew up in church, and I, I have my own stories. 
of Christians and, and their misbehavior and, and all that. And I, I understand what that is and what it's like. And I, no one can redefine Christianity for you. They can't. Okay, but the one thing, really, don't miss Jesus. Don't miss Jesus. Because even though his people are confused and, and they're doing whatever, it, it's this thing. You know, it's a choice to be a disciple. And, and what bugs you about us is the same thing that bugs you about yourself, right? We, we don't, we all, all of us do not live up, not, not just to God's standard. We don't live up to our own standards. And we need something to do with those failures, those mistakes, those, those things that we're hiding in ourselves. Right? We need something to do with that. And Christian aside, Jesus offers that. And he wants that relationship. And really, that is the core to living the best life possible. So I want to challenge you today. And let's, let's just take a moment. Let's close our eyes and bow your heads and, and just take a moment. And, you know, if you're in a position where you feel like you, you need to regroup a little bit, you've been about um, what you believe and not what you should be doing, uh, and you want to kind of decide you know, not not like oh, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna push through like really decide like I I I'm gonna try it for a week. You know, just just lift your hand so I I know, and I can I can be praying for you. Thank you, and I and I'll, I'm gonna pray for you guys. Um, if you're here and you you don't know Christ and you've been turned off by Christian and everything Christian and. Um, you know, they're really the, the judgmental, moralistic, homophobic group. But you don't want to miss Jesus. You don't want to miss that. You want to decide to be a disciple. I mean, you can help us <laughs> reclaim our name uh, to some degree, right? Um, I want to encourage you. I mean, just, just lift your hand if you want to know Jesus. You want to give your life to Christ. Praise the Lord. Thank you, guys. So, so the way we do that is we just, we just invite God into our life, right? He's, he respects us, right? He's going to respect you. And uh, let this, just, uh, we'll, we'll take a minute. I'm going to pray. And if you'll pray when I'm praying, everybody pray when I'm praying. That'll make it a little more comfortable. But you're just gonna you're just gonna say, Lord, I, I have stuff. I have all these, you know. I need to do something with these mistakes, my sins, whatever we want to call it, failures. Um, come into my life and forgive me, Lord. Love me like you loved Matthew. Love me like you loved Nathan. Love me like that. That's really the the invitation you're making. So let's let's just pray this prayer together. Lord Jesus, I love you. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's about I would say. Lord Jesus, I am ready to decide to be one of your disciples. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins, my failures. And make me one of your disciples. Guide me, teach me, and help me to love. 
In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, please take a moment to fill out the card so that we can get a hold of you uh, or, or um, we can reach out to you and help you in this decision. We want to support you. You know, we can help you get a Bible app on your phone and, and some of those things like that. We have 201 uh, today at 5 o'clock at the Hyatt. So join us there. Um, and let me just, just pray over the rest of you. Lord, we've, we've all, there were a lot of hands raised at choosing to, to move from Christian to disciple. Move from just belief to belief and do. And Lord, I ask that you would touch everybody. Um, who lifted their hand and, and empower them this week, remind them this week, put things in their life that help them to remember, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to love like you've loved. Not as a means to an end, but as an opportunity to demonstrate what you've done for me, how you've loved me. Lord, let that, let that be done. In Jesus' name, amen.